everything. I don't know. Oh, you're always seeing everything. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast. Thank it's you. We are playing Devil's Avocado. No, it's not. What's it called? This is called playing Devil's Avocado. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to our podcast. Thank it's you. called mm. Playing Devil's Avocado. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. I am Lisa Sinclair. I'm your co-host along with... Claire Isaac, that's Yay. me. And we're here to talk about things that affect women over 45, but also other people as well. But that's who we're doing it for. If you don't like it, don't listen. Um, we're a bit ranty today. We are very ranty. We've got lots on our ranty plate. Yep. Um, we're going to start, Claire, Oh. with something gonna... that got your goat. Okay, we're going straight into it. Oh, should I t- say what else is on? Oh, sorry, okay. So we've got some ranting, quite a lot of ranting. Yeah. We've got a follow-up. Follow-up, a follow-up about candles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of Audi, because yeah. it came up on our PDAs group on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Culture Club. Culture Club. And we ask, will working from home be the death of society? Gosh. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All righty. Okay, ranting, Claire. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm angry with men. Yes, <laughs> in right. a, Because uh, for two reasons. Well, actually, one is men. One is Brad Hazard. <laughs> yep. Who is the New South Wales Minister for Health? Oh, Shadow so, Minister Sounds for about health? right. No, Minister. No, Minister for Health. Sounds about right. Um, and he announced, of course, that we were all going to be able to go to the beauty salon on June the 1st when the um, yep. lockdown... Um, restrictions were changed, In and New he South said, Wales. "Yes, and he said it's a big day for women." Yeah, so I think he's talking about June the first, nineteen fifty-three. Because that's all we care about. Brad, Brad, all we care about is going to the beauty salon. All I care about is putting my hair in curls, fixing our face, and getting some gossip, and getting oh, pretty. Actually, that's true. Getting pretty for my man before I cook him some dinner. Oh my god! Honestly, Brad, so Hazard. annoying. How? What year is it? Nineteen fifty-three. Is right. It's like, like I am excited because yeah. I can go and get my eyebrows done, <laughs> and they're important to me. <laughs> and I like the lady Diane. Shout mm-hmm. out! But um, it's not like, you know what I mean. And also, I know so many men who'll be more delighted that they can go and get their fake get their tan and their hair done. It's really insulting and patronising. So insulting. It's and I think he tried to backtrack a little bit when he said it as like, well, which made it even worse because he realised what he'd said. And absolutely. it's like, don't say it, mate. Don't, don't say it. Even if you think it. In fact, don't mm. think it. Don't think it. Or say it. Don't say just it. Shut, just shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> OK. All right. And also... That's one down. One down. Go on. I hope you're feeling angry Next about rant. that. Next um, rant. Fibre 190 ads on yeah. the TV. Now, Can they I just are say a bar. I actually quite like these bars. Well, that's fine to eat them. Yeah. But the point is, they have this um, Bonnie Tyler song that comes yeah. on. And it's basically, um, the lyrics are changed to say, um, how come I can't find anything that I can eat? Not because she's a picky eater, but because she's a woman who might want to lose weight and she yeah. doesn't want to eat anything that's too high So they're 90 calories. calories. Yeah. I think that's why they're called Fibre 190 or something. Yeah, catchy. Yeah. But the point is, people who make them... I don't know who it is who makes them, no. actually, but, you know, is that not all women are watching their weight constantly, no. and nor should they. And if they want a fucking chocolate bar that's got 500 calories in it, they can eat it. Yeah. You know, we give permission. Yeah. It's Honestly. like, don't have an advert full of women staring long, longingly no, at cake. at cakes and biscuits. Also, if they want a cake and a biscuit, they should eat it. And every woman out there, if you are not eating a cake or a biscuit because you think somehow yeah. you don't deserve it... 
I suggest. Well, you're not allowed it. Yeah, right now. And why aren't there men in that advert? I know, there's no men. There's enough fatty bum-bar men out there, aren't there? I know, they should be the ones eating the popcorn. I'm just so furious with men locking us into the past. All right. Well, look, I'm just going to jump around our rants here. Yeah, okay. Because I'm going to... Because it follow, it's a follow-on. Oh, it's a follow-on. Well, it's from a segue. Now, look, I mean, that sort of takes me into my rant. Yes. Which is, I, you know how we talked at the beginning of ISO about how everyone was going to be kinder and lovely and nice to each other? Yeah, not I so much. don't think so. Yeah. I think they're ruder than ever, and the sense of entitlement of people is actually through the roof. Wow. Yeah. Can you still hear when you take them off? I can, well, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we were in Balmain the other day, which is a sub- suburb of Sydney, this woman was running in her little cut-off crop top and shorts. She was running up through Balmain on the right-hand side of the road, so right. against the traffic. Yeah. But she was running in the road. Yeah. Because there were lots of people... Balmain's basically ignored ISO, so there's just always hundreds of people outside the cafes waiting for their coffee. So I can understand that you want to sort of avoid the people. Yeah. But she was running all the way up the hill in the middle of the road. On, with the traffic coming towards her. Well, that's just dangerous for one. A, it's dangerous, but B, what a wanker. Why does she think that's, why does she think that's okay to behave yeah, like that? I don't that? know, I don't know. I live near Centennial Park in Sydney and often I'll go for a walk on the weekends and it's um, shut to cars at the moment. So people are walking all over the road then. That makes yeah. perfect sense. And it's actually really nice because then you don't have to be too close to people. But now people have just started to do it all the time. Yeah. So they're all walking in the road. It's just come walking aimlessly around. Nearly walking. There's been lots of cases because the restaurants have reopened and you ha- but you're only allowed 10 people at a time. There's been lots of people booking and then no shows. Yeah. How disgusting. Too, yeah. So rude. Especially when people's lives and livelihoods Awful. are all... Sort of awful people. Awful people. Awful Listen, people. we are so judgy. Um, we are so judgy. And also, like the cafes where people sit there for hours having one coffee, um, and with child having a baby fucking chino. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, it's like spend some money. You'd like give the spend money for the people who've been shut down for weeks. Yeah. Don't just sit there nursing your baby chino. Yeah. Rude. Rude. Anyway, one last rant and then that's over. Okay. Sort of. Everybody. Okay. Brace yourselves. I am sick to death, Claire, <laughs> of the ads at the moment and they're all in this stupid oh, voice. It's the caring voice. It's the caring voice. Yeah. And we're all in it together and at this difficult time we're doing our bit. Yeah. And that might mean that we take 20% off your insurance, Claire. <laughs> or... We're just looking after your super so that when we're through this difficult time... Together. Together, we can grow together. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be the woman who does those Poor voiceovers. Think I used to the do the, vo- the voice... I used to remember I used to oh, do yeah, the... I used to funny. imitate the voiceovers for, for the, our radio for ads. Radio ads. Amazing. For the magazine we used to work on. Very This fun. week's issue. <laughs> in this week's issue. <laughs> it was amazing. And we should be doing that on the podcast. You could do that. Oh, what? Oh, okay. Oh, maybe next time. Okay. Yeah. Look out for it, people. It's exciting. Something to look forward to. Mm. We'll forget it as well. It'll be great. All right. Now, look. Let's Let's go. Audi. Yeah. Bit of Audi. Um, What have we got to talk about from Audi? Well, um, one of our listeners. Yes. We should call her Louise. Yes. Because that's her name. Yeah. She posted a picture of some Audi fish cakes. <laughs> yes, they oh, were the cod. They were cod and, and parsley. Yes, I believe. Now I have had these. Mm. Now, it, oh, it kicked off a kerfuffle. It did, didn't it? 
Indeed. See, okay, let's just let's just wind it back a moment. Yeah. As everyone will know, we love Aldi, yeah. not an ad. Yeah. Um, so, of course, she thought she was doing us. A, she was yeah. doing a great, you doing know. Doing a solid. A, a solid and yeah. showing us something from there. Um, I'm not a fan. You are. I thought they were delicious. I've had them. Yeah. They've got that sort of um, gooey white sauce filling, yes, which do. is what I like about them. Mm. But you're worried about the potato to fish the, ratio. The, the ratio of potato to fish is, is, in my opinion, too high on the potato side. Yes. I mean, it is, it is a, it's a balancing act, it's a, isn't it? Very much so. <laughs> and they have a salmon one that's... Um, better? I think it's better. But it has it got the gooey filling? Yes, it oh, does. Oh, OK. Yes. I'll go oh, with you should see Lisa's face once you heard about the gooey <laughs> filling. Um, anyway, I'd love to hear what other things you're eating at Aldi that we can um, discuss because, of course, my big my big mm. um, Audi treat of the week is, um, well, the chocolate generally. But I, I know you love the salted pretzel. Have you had I, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think good. I discovered the salted Did pretzel. Did you? You, disco- you discovered the salted <laughs> yes. pretzel. Because I posted it in fa- on Facebook oh. a long time ago. All right, well, you know I'm behind the times. Um, I, the salted pretzel chocolate, it's, um, it's like their secondary range, right? So it's oh. not their posh range, which is that Maisa Ross, which mm. is their posh upper echelon chocolate. It's the kind of um, mm. run-of-the-mill chocolate. Slight it's concern. so good. Slight concern. The chocolate... In that salted pretzel range. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come in chunks, it comes in strips. Not, yeah, it has to probably for the pretzel. Well, they're quite big strips and they're really hard to break. Mm. So I've been having terrible issues breaking that chocolate mm. up. So you just have to eat the whole bar. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Sort of. Um, they also have a salted caramel ra- oh, um, I love crunch a caramel. one in that range as yeah, well, which good. is really fucking delicious. My mum's Mother's Day gift may or may not have been a selection oh, of chocolate. your finest chocolates from Aldi. Well, who can... who can? She loves them. She well, loved it. good on her. You Lovely. Didn't, you, like, you didn't Lucky like old them. Marion. <laughs> Shout out to Marion. <laughs> um, did you, you didn't like the halloumi chips, though? I thought they're a bit meh. Well, I wouldn't yeah, buy again. They are meh. I mean, yeah. that's what they are. I'd rather just get a slab of halloumi. 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 And just fry... I mean, you could fry that. You can fry up a slab of halloumi in three minutes and squeeze it with lemon juice, can't you? You can do. I would just do that. All right. Um, the potato... Gratin? Yeah. So it's I like, like them. Is it ricotta and spinach? Oh, no, I like the potato. There's a potato one that's just potato. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like a ricotta and spinach little sort of yeah. um, bundle of joy. Yeah, they're good too. But there's a potato gratin in that oh, range. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know all of the freeze the first. Very products. much enjoyed the gosleme. Oh, yeah. Like, especially, mm. I think, if back in my youth, if I was, you know, stoned or drunk, mm. that would have been absolutely ideal. Mm. Right, so all the youths out there, there's a tip for you. Cheap as chips. Oh, actually, cheap, cheaper than chips, probably. Cheaper, cheaper than halloumi chips, that's cheap, for sure. Definitely. $2.99. <laughs> um, now, look, let's do a follow-up. Follow-up. Follow-up, Pop. Follow-up. Now, do you remember I talked about the candles? I do remember that, Lisa. Yeah, it was a big day for us. It was it? a huge day. People have been doing it, though. Yeah. And they've With all, success. With success. Now, you've got... I do. I'm trying to find it now. Here we are. Candle hacks. Candle hacks. Here we go. This is from Glamour magazine. Why are you not letting me over? Oh, I see. I know why you're not. Um, from Glamour magazine in the UK. Yes. And they had some more great hacks for what to do with candles so that they last longer. 
There are stuff here that I didn't know. Yeah. And so, what I don't know about candles, oh, Claire. You couldn't write about it. Well, except you could, and they did. Yeah. Hack one, how to make your candles burn slower, is you add a pinch of salt to the melted wax after you've put it out, and the salt will slow down the burn time when you light it next. Did not know Mind that. blown. Yeah, mind blown. That is amazing. Don't put your candles in the freezer, because apparently people have been doing that, thinking that that's how it will slow the burn down, but it doesn't actually work. Um, never put your candles... Can I just interject? Mm. Um, I put candles in the freezer when there's a t- only a little bit left oh, yeah. and you want to get the candle. Oh, yeah, so you can, then so you you can, can reuse it and the, reuse the oh, thing. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Heck two, putting out a candle, never extinguish it by blowing on it. Put a lid or over the flame till it goes out. Or you could use one of those little candle yeah, caps. Yeah, a snuffer. A snuffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, to avoid tunnelling, which we've kind of discussed before, is that you only allow it to burn for an hour per inch in diameter of wax on the first burn so that the whole top of the candle is burned. Yeah. Now, and we know that to if you have a tunnelling issue, yes. you do your foil thing, yes. which you've spoken about once before. Um, you might need to lengthen or shorten your wick. So um, if you can't... Not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> if you can see the wick and it's not covered by wax, you can relight it and it should work as normal if you haven't been able to light it. But if you need to, you might can scrape out the room temperature wax using a knife, which I've done many times. To get to your make, wick. To get a wick enough yeah. to, to burn. Nothing makes me sadder than when the wick... You run out of wick before you run out of candle. Oh, I know. What about, like, homelessness? No. <laughs> candle wicks first, then <laughs> global poverty. <laughs> um, also, replacing a wick. Well, I don't know that I'd ever bother. I have considered this. In the past, right. and I have, you know, looked at buying wicks right. so that I could melt down the bits of candle <laughs> and make a and make giant candle. candle. But you, that story says don't do that because the candle, the wax is different. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. How to clearing candle wax off a surface? Well, you know, so many times I've spilled yes. wax everywhere. Use a hairdryer to heat it up, and then you scrape it off. Amazing. Oh. Using a towel. Um, I think I've done the iron on a piece of paper thing. Oh as well. yeah, that's to get yeah. it off clothes and stuff, and right? Carpet, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm not going to read any more because the rest of them are boring. But I do think that that first one about the salt is going to be yes. life-changing. L- report back. Light-changing. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Please report back. back. I will. Oh, no. I will. I will. Oh, another news. I still haven't bought my um, Japanese pickle maker. Sorry. I oh. did say I was going to. Now, I haven't. Pickle press. My mother, who listens to us in London, yeah. shout out to Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Um, was very intrigued by your pickle press. Oh. There's nothing to do with pickle presses. We <laughs> have talked a bit about germs and washing and laundry. Yes. And we're a, bit, a little bit of a, one of our things, isn't yes. it? Yes, <laughs> because we're the most exciting women you known to men. You sent me a very interesting um, piece. I did. About how often, particularly pertinent at the moment, <laughs> yeah. do you need to change your pyjamas or sweatpants? Yes, it is very pertinent of now. Yes. It is of the moment. It is. This is an American story. Yeah. But, Re- Refinery29. Yeah. I was a bit shook by it. Well, it's... Why? Because you think... Because they they let you wear them longer than you think you should? No, because they say you've got to wash your pyjamas after three or four wears. I probably would, to be fair. Pyjamas? You change your pyjamas every three or four nights? Probably do. Do you? Yeah. I'm a once a week person. Yeah, but that's not much different, really. Well, it is. It's three days different. 100% different. (laughs) Look, I don't know. I mean, I get it. That's a lot of washing, isn't it? 
Yeah, but I'm, um, yeah. So, but, okay, so the story says three or four wears, but if you shower before bed, you may get a few wears out of them before yeah. washing them. This applies to sweatpants too, although they're exception to the rule. If they have stains on them, they should be washed as soon as possible and not worn again. Spot cleaning might help. Um, and if they're white, obviously you want to wash them more than more often because they can get dirty otherwise. But um, <laughs> when it's colder outside, you can wear them more often. You might be if, sweaty. If you wear, if you've been doing yoga, walking around your home, or anything else that causes you to sweat frequently, blah, then change out of into a different set of clothing. Well, that seems like common sense to me. We had dinner with friends the other night, and they've both been working from home. And apparently, he said to. Her, his wife um, how many pairs of sweatpants have you got and she said one <laughs> and he was like appalled that she's basically just been wearing the same one yeah, trolling around in the same pair of sweatpants for two months I think <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know it's like jeans how often do you wash your jeans mm. you don't wear jeans so you never wash yours I never wash mine no I um, I have bought two new sweat top sweat Shirts, yes, sweatshirts, mm, yes. Which I've been wearing a lot. Yeah. Neither of which are particularly flattering. No. But they're very cosy and comfy. Yeah. And I've gone a few days without washing them. Oh, yeah. It's lovely. Oh, I, I don't think know. <laughs> love it. I've With got a sort of a miscellaneous stain on the front of something. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of all rules are out the window at the moment for yeah. me. I don't think it matters. I mean, obviously, if it smells, wash it. There seems to be a rule, doesn't it? If it smells, <laughs> if you've got particularly unpleasant stains on it, give it a wash. <laughs> If it smells, stands up on its own. Rules to live by. <laughs> and that can go for many, many things. <laughs> if it smells, give it a wash. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, yeah. Okay, let's talk about... Culture club. Culture club. Because we need some culture. Let's, let's, let's higher the tone. <laughs> culture club. Um, You've been watching something that you love. I have. Would you say it's great? I would say it's really great. <laughs> it's actually called The Great. Mm. And it's on Stan. And it's um, a series, and it stars Elle Fanning, mm-hmm. and she plays Catherine the Great, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Holt, who plays Peter the Awful Emperor. <laughs> that's and his, it's that's made, his official title. Yes. And it's made by the um, man who made The Favourite. Did you mm-hmm. watch The Favourite? I loved The Favourite. Olivia Colman. Yeah, loved it. It was so sensational, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So it's very much like that. It's sort of very bawdy, quite sassy, quite sexy, lots of romping, um, lots of swearing. Yeah. And But it's all done with sort of this... It's a bit like that film Marie Antoinette. Do you remember that yeah. as well? It's sort of got that modern vibe to it. Um, and, like, the language is modern as well, but the themes are sort of yeah. of the time. Yeah. And I think it's filmed in the same palace because it's the same corridors and same bedrooms even. Mm. Fact fans. I haven't <laughs> checked that. I can't confirm that, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, and I'm just absolutely loving it. And I've even got Timmy to watch it with me. Yeah. Um, because I was worried it was going to be a bit of a girl's one. Yeah. But, you no, know, he's quite enjoying it, probably because of all the sexiness in it. Um <laughs> Lovely frocks. Yes, the frocks. He's loving the frocks <laughs> and the you know the bonnets. Yeah. Um, but I really, really think it's hilarious and fun. And I've wa- I think we've watched five eps in two right. days, which is pretty good for yeah, us. Yeah, that's binging. Yeah, it's binging for us. I've watched one episode. Yeah. Um, I I didn't. I was surprised because I wasn't expecting it to be quite so blackaddery. It's very you know blackaddery. Yeah, a little show. bit. Yeah. Very um, kind of goofy mm. slapstick. Nicholas Holt seems to be playing. Blackadder. <laughs> yes, and he sort of wears these like 
like he's, leather he's, pants. And he's like he's doing his best Hugh Grant impression. There's a lot of Hugh Grant in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But there's not, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I love Hugh Grant. I, I love, love Nicholas Hogg. Yeah. Um, but it's very sort of, yeah, it's a bit hard to get your head around. But once you do, I think, as you say, you get into it. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching it because yeah. it's beautiful looking. Beautifully made. And also I love anything about Russian history. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Mm. Obsessed with the Ruskies. Yeah. Is that offensive? Ruskies? I'm not sure. I don't know. They think they're going to listen. <laughs> don't write. Don't write. Sorry, sorry Russian listeners. <laughs> um, I've been far more cultured. Yeah. Well, you know what, Claire? You're the first lady in my life. Um, you're, um, you're, for, you're my first lady. So, I've somehow had this theme going yeah, on. Yeah, tell us about I've it. Because I watched Becoming, which is the Michelle Obama documentary. She is this is based course, on the book? Yeah, well, it's, it's the book tour. Okay. So it's her going out on the tour to yeah. promote her book. Is this on the Netflix? It's on the Netflix. It's only an hour and a bit. It's a really lovely um, look at her. He's only he only Barack only gets in there a couple of times, and it's like she goes around the country, and every time she does one of these um, stadium shows, someone else introduces her. So Oprah introduces her at some point um, in Chicago, I think, and which is where they're both from. Yep. Um, Stephen Colbert int- um, introduces her and interviews her in other towns, and you know different people all over the place. And a woman that worked on the um, Obama campaign does some of it as well. And she's just so lovely. Mm. And she, I mean, I know it's a vanity piece in a way. And she goes to lots of schools and talks to all these young women about how to, you know, overcome things. And she's just so, the way she talks to them, I was bawling my eyes out. Oh, yeah. Because she's so lovely. And all these people in America, you just think about the hope they had when the Obamas mm. were in and now how hopeless they must feel. Yeah. Like all these suppressed minorities and. You know, people who are having a really hard time, even more so now with the coronavirus. And she's just so beautiful and strong and, you know, like just elegant, but not style isn't the most important thing no. about her. You know, and what it's I mean? not like, like um, her look and style isn't um, a sort of threatening or no, frightening, is no. it? No, she's yeah. just beautiful and she just loves, like, you know, she, I mean, she, she doesn't shy away from sort of showing how much she loves a sparkle and, a, yeah. you know, a, a colourful print or whatever, but, like, that's not the whole point of it. It's just It was just really nice because she really preaches what she believes in and that's what the book was, you know, and that's what this is about. It's lovely. It's a really good oh, watch. watch it. Lovely Sunday afternoon. Is it? Power to the ladies. Yeah. You're feeling a little bit anti-men. Yeah. Um, and then I'm reading Rodham, which is the novel by Curtis Sinfitz, Curtis. Sittenfeld, who I love, yes. she wrote. What did she write? Um, she's written good. The American Wife. Uh, Is that no? That wasn't her. Yeah, it was her. Um, she's written quite a few lovely books. Uh, um, the one that was like Pride and Prejudice. That was yeah. um, the modern telling of that. The American Wife. Oh, that's one I'm thinking of. Mm. So, um, but this is all about Hillary Rodham Clinton. But Press. Oh, yes. Prep that's the first it. one and I read, there's Prep. another one that, yeah. I, that... What's the other one, then? That's Eligible. The, Eligible, which is the Pride one. and Prejudice one. Yeah, got confused. But, um, so this one's about Hillary Rodham Clinton, and it's what if she never married Bill? Yes. So it's a kind of fictionalised, like kind of real... Talks about her meeting Bill Clinton and how they got together and, you know, where he, what he was like and what she was like at college and and then the moment that he proposes to her and she does they don't get married and then what happens so she's never had Chelsea they she's never been the first lady um, I'm only halfway through it mm-hmm. so I don't know 
what the end result of all that is. But my God, it is fascinating and it's so compelling and I can't stop reading it. It's so good. You love a book like that. I love her so much. And especially because you know it's a lot of it is real and so the whole way through you're wondering oh is this a real bit do you think do you mm. think this is real oh do you think this is and bill sounds like you know he's got this sex addiction and stuff and he's um very um powerful and he's got this way with people that people just love talking to him and he talks constantly and um he makes her feel really special and yet she still manages to drag herself away at the at the time that could have changed her life or did change her life so it's really mm. fascinating so it's a real Highly sliding doors. Very sliding, sliding doors, doors. Mm. without the haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know All what right. it means. Um, and we were going to talk about can you hack it? We're going to do a can, can you hack it? Can you hack it? Oh, no, we were going to do... Oh, no, we're talking about the death of society. Oh, yeah, sorry. A bit more important, actually. Gosh. Sorry than a hack. Um, <laughs> so... Let me just pour myself some more champs. Oh, have some, have some, have some. Have some. This was um, based on a Sydney Morning Herald article by Michael Cosiol. Yes. And he basically, it's opinion piece, he says, normalising working from home will be the death of society. What does he mean by that, Lisa? Well, I suppose he thinks that the technical, technological revolution will kill off society under the guise of convenience, and he's saying that, you know, Uber Eats means you never go out to restaurants because they just drop right. food at your door. Yeah. And now everyone's pushing for working from home to become the norm. Um it, it removes all these micro-interactions that you have throughout your day with other yeah, people. that makes sense. It sort of does make a bit of sense. And so he's sort of talking about, you know, the social experience of see, seeing our colleagues, the lift encounters, the desk side chats, the coffee runs, um, and then on the train or the barista or, you know, the friends you might meet in your break. It's sort of... There's a cold utilitarianism, he says about staying home and Zooming into meetings. Well, there is. And there's also, I noticed today, actually, because I came in to meet you here mm. this evening to mm. record this podcast on the bus where they've got the signs now that say 16 people on the bus. Yeah. You know? And I was like, my goodness, you know, there'd be some times on that bus coming down the road where mm. you wouldn't be able to get past anyone because there's so many people on the bus. I'm quite into that idea. Yeah, but it's a very, that's a different, it's like there's certain parts of it that are great yeah. because you, because there is no contact, but then there still will be the baristas and the friendly people at work. Yeah, and so, all the people that sort of become part of your day. Yeah. If you're working from home, that might not happen so no. much. Well, I was complaining to you, wasn't I, that I had two days at home where I didn't see anyone because I was working and it was raining and I didn't mm. get out. And it is really weird. You feel very isolated from the world as soon as yeah. that happens, which is why those Zoom meetings are a lifeline. But then if you don't, if that's all you have, does that mean you're still removed from reality? Well, I think you are a bit. I also have really hated the convergence of my work and home. Yeah. That I haven't been able to remove, separate the two. Yeah. Um, especially because we live in a small house and there isn't a study. And so, the you know, the de- desktop's been sat on the kitchen table. I just can't bear it. I actually can't bear it. Yeah. Because I, I can hear it pinging. And it's, I suppose I could switch it off, but I don't know how to. <laughs> I suppose I could just like throw it out the window. Yeah, no, so for me, true. for me, I haven't loved it as much as I thought I would. There, obviously, there are elements that are amazing, and you say you do save a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, coming into work cost today cost me. It's cost me seven bucks in public transport. Public transport. Lunch and coffee, fifteen bucks. Twenty-two bucks a day. Well, it's actually hundred bucks a week. That's 5000 a year. Put that on your mortgage, you know about it. Mm. So there is a cost-benefit, very much so, isn't there, of working from yeah. home? Yeah, I mean, I work from home a lot, but I don't have an office that I'm not 
going to, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I'm kind of used to that sort of working from home, but I have to really make sure that I leave the house. Yeah. Because otherwise you do get stuck into that bubble. I think it's really important. Like I remember finding the coffee shop that I like across the other side of the park from my house. Um, was open again and just being so delighted. Yeah, completely <laughs> like, overexcited. No, and like the woman knows my name, and yeah. you know we were just—it was like long lost cousins. Yeah, it was just so nice to have that back. You know, you just need those little interactions, don't you? Yeah, we so, went to the pub on at the weekend both nights. Did the six to eight sitting because that's all we could get into. And it was we were so overexcited to go mm, to the pub yeah, it's nice. and see the people we know, like the the, the waitress yeah. and the barmaid who was yeah. waitress for the night, and catch up with her because we'd go once a week at least to that pub. So, um, but I actually really love the two-hour pub window mm. because <laughs> for me it's perfect. You know, it's like I will see you from six till eight. Mm-hmm. That is all, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll be going, forced to not see you. And again. then I will go home, and I'm basically in bed by nine. Mm. So for me, that loving it, it is nice. Yeah, I mean, I, so do we think it is the end of society? No, I think with some with some tweaks to it, it'll be a nice it would addition. Be a nice, I think a nice way to change society. Yeah, but I think we have to be very careful that we don't all end up just living in our little bubbles. Yeah, at home, and also I do think that isolation begets isolation. In that. It becomes quite addictive, doesn't it? It is nice, and sometimes I feel like if you've got the if you've got a minuscule amount of agoraphobia in your yes. life or something, even if it's if it's imagined, yeah, then the idea of going out sometimes yeah. is is just easier not to. And but then even get... on Saturday night when we were going to the pub at the end of the road to meet friends for two hours, I was like, oh, hope the council can't be bothered. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, because you didn't want to get out of your stained unwashed no, track pants. I didn't. <laughs> and now we were going to talk about the other thing. What is it? I don't remember now. Oh, my hack. Oh, yeah, your hack. Can you hack it? Yes, you can. Can you hack it? Yes, you can. It's Okay, so I have an issue with tomato paste. <laughs> in that you use a bit and then you put it in the fridge and then yes. you never use it. It's and then confusing. you have to throw it away because it always says four days. Well, whatever. it's confusing because in the UK it comes in a tube mm-hmm. and it's called tomato puree. Mm-hmm. And it comes in a, like a toothpaste mm-hmm. tube mm-hmm. and you just squeeze out what mm-hmm. you need and then put it back in the fridge mm-hmm. and it's a much more sensible way of doing tomato paste yeah here tomato puree here there's tomato paste and there's tomato puree mm. they're two different things mm-hmm. it's confusing anyway also the tomato paste that is the paste that i want mm-hmm. comes in the little sachets yeah little pots but you can get it in little pots you can get it in little sachets yeah, that or, too, a, or a jar or a giant jar mm-hmm. it's actually been quite hard to get hold of during mm-hmm. iso it must have been one of those rush it was everyone ones. was making so I ended up... Everyone was thickening their sauces. They were. So I ended up buying this giant jar of tomato paste and I knew that it would sit in the fridge and go mouldy. So you know what I did? No. I put it into... Um, I've got a big ice cube block tray. Mm-hmm. Froze it in portions. Oh, my God. And then put those portions into a little Ziploc bag. Amazing. And it's in the freezer. Amazing. Are you amazed? Um, that is like you are... Oh my god! I, Martha I, I could have like a without the tax fraud. I could have like a following, couldn't I? <laughs> Amazing hacks. following. You could have a following. Yeah, I it's was very proud good. of myself. For no, doing it's pretty that. good. I'm going to do the same because I've got a jar at home that mm. I just know is going to go off. But I had to. That was the only thing I could buy at the time, and yeah. I needed some tomato paste. Because um, you know they always tell you to do that with herbs, don't they? Mm. Chop up your herbs and put mm. them in some olive oil and put them in the freezer in an ice I freeze cream. everything just in bags, though. You so. can freeze everything. You yeah. can freeze cheese. Oh, I've never frozen cheese. Yes, you can also freeze grated cheese. Mm. You can freeze cooked pasta. Mm-hmm. You can freeze cooked rice. Cooked pasta doesn't come out very well the other no, end. No, the though. rice comes out fine. Mm. You can freeze cooked chicken. Mm. You don't eat chicken, so you're not going to do that. 
Well, I could freeze it if someone <laughs> offered it to me and I said, and I was too polite to say no, I could just freeze it. You could just I? freeze it. Ham? Thank you, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I know where you're going with this. Yes. Well, I bought some, I think it's called Jonah's or something, which is the brand name, not an ad, from Woolies, not an ad. Which is little cubes of frozen basil and coriander oh. and garlic. The same yes. thing. The garlic's really useful because mm-hmm. you can just pop a couple of cubes in if you don't have fresh garlic. And the basil is amazing mm. for adding to pasta sauce. The little frozen cubes that you just pop in. I was very excited to find them. They're called poppins. I might have made that up. But anyway, they're called Jonas, I think, which is probably also not true. Honestly. Well, look, I just don't know how we're going to top that. No, so I think we should call it a night. <laughs> I think we should as well. Mm. We are so basic. <laughs> <laughs> in the words of Kate Mar- so basic. We are so basic. We are We're basic. a basic bitch. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for staying with us yes. to the end. If, you, if indeed you did. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week, but you can come to the PDAs on Facebook if you want to tell us what you've been buying in Aldi or supermarkets or shops or anything. Um, or you can tell us other things. Don't feel that you have to. Oh, hacks would be good. Candle hacks, even better. Um, you can email us on weareplayingdevilsavocado at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.